0: Hello everybody, welcome to Jedi Dropouts, where we like to keep it geekly, not weekly. Uh, Here's my good friend, the co-host with the most sweeter than cinnamon French toast, not quite an Avenger, but pretty damn close, Mr. James Moss.
1: And I am here joining my lord and savior, Ryan Taylor.
0: (laughs) That's a, I don't know, man, that's a little intimidating. Uh, I'm a little overwhelmed by that one.
1: (laughs) I'm putting you on a pedestal.
0: Uh, Okay, that's fine. I'd prefer an armchair, but you know. Whatever works. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm not really a stool fan. I tend to fall off them.
0: I never found stools to be that comfortable. I, I like the idea of being put up on a pe- pedestal sounds slightly uncomfortable.
1: I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> yeah,
0: you don't want to be put up on a pedestal because you're afraid of heights. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. I like that.
1: that. That's why I like to set the bar so low for what everyone expects of me
0: set the bar low and then you can keep your feet on the ground
1: there you go we we should put that on a t-shirt
0: <laughs> that should be an inspirational poster over like a picture of a kitten
1: <laughs> it should be a picture of us dressed up as kittens
0: yes with a rainbow yes you can be the kitten i'll be the rainbow
1: that sounds perfect
0: if if anyone's proficient at um uh, photoshop you, you feel free to do this <laughs> feel free to do up some, yes, please we're always accepting a fan art yep
1: um
0: so today we're doing something a little different um not really that different we've done it once before but uh, no movie reviews no news no mailbag unfortunately um 30 questions that's just yep. that's the whole that's it you got 15, I got 15, we don't know each other's questions, and it's going to be fucking hilarious. Yes. And, uh... Yeah, I, I think I think we should basically jump right into it, but first... We have a I I guess, not an exclusive, but... Uh, we got a pretty first-hand video game review. Yeah. Uh As you're... A mobile game. Yeah, you're, you're good friends with um, the designer and artist behind this, Andrew Barrio.
1: Yes, I am.
0: Uh, I don't know him. I've chatted with him a little bit online um, lately as, as the game's been released. Uh, we'll, we'll just give the background information here. The game is called Goat Runner. It is mobile. Is it only on Android right now, or have they released the iOS version?
1: As far as I know, it's only on Android at the moment. Yeah. but uh, I think they're looking into getting it on iOS in the near future.
0: But I mean, that's only fair because Apple fans usually have to wait a while before they get everything Androids have, anyway, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, it's part of a, a a collection of games, a series of games. I'm not sure the title. Uh, called Life in Zorn, which are
1: yeah. Um, the whole Zorn thing is going to be kind of like a universe, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I believe they're all they might they all might involve goats in some way. I, I've heard a rumor uh, Yeah Developed by Sargasso Sailor And TRTL Studios Coding by Ryan Wine Art by Andrew Barrio And Caitlin Sweetapple Designed by Andrew Barrio With fantastic music by uh, Droserix. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right
1: Dude the music Like For Just Simple 8-bit music Like It is so catchy It gets stuck in my head
0: Yeah me too um I knew this was it's
1: so a- upbeat too, like
0: I knew this game was gonna be uh my kind of thing from the get go because number one, I love goats.
1: From the get goat?
0: From the get goat, yes. <laughs> uh I yep. love I love goats. I played the shit out of goat simulator. I would have a pet goat if I could. Um And I love uh endless runners. When Temple Run came out, I was absolutely fucking addicted. I, I, I couldn't stop playing Temple Run until I unlocked every single thing in the game. Nice. And uh, yeah, I mean it's am I'm I'm in, I am the target market here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, Go Runner, I highly recommend it. Uh, an eight-bit endless runner where you collect goats and avoid yep. obstacles, and that, that's really the basis of the game, but I mean you've got unlockable characters, you have great soundtrack you have uh, basically different levels, they're, they're called themes in the game but you get, I, I haven't unlocked any yet because they're kind of pricey, but um, you get different themes, different areas you can run through and collect your goats but I believe different music with each theme as well
1: I believe so
0: that's what I've been told anyway uh, that game released last Saturday it was the launch day and
1: and I I believe you and I were part of the beta test weren't we
0: yeah yeah I've been playing it since last week sometime
1: yeah I I've been playing it since basically Barrio started posting that it was available for beta
0: okay I think I missed that original post because I've only been playing since last Thursday, and that was when I found out I could actually be playing it. <laughs> I would yep. I wouldn't play it earlier, I, I had no idea.
1: And as of right now, actually, on the leaderboards, Ryan has the ninth highest high score in the game.
0: Fuck yeah. And I can't come anywhere close to that number again. <laughs> I managed to get through it once and I can't I can't go anywhere anywhere near it. It's... One thing I really like about it is... It is... Difficult. It is tricky. But it's fair. Yeah. Like, some of those... Like, every now and then you can get boxed in... Uh... With a couple uh, of the obstacles. And there is a way to get through. There's a slight... Like, just this sliver of a gap. And you can do it. But your timing has to be fucking perfect.
1: You have to be surgical with it sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. It's doable, but you got to be good.
1: Yeah. Like, what? sometimes I can get them three or four times in a row, and sometimes I'll fail them ten times in a row.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And which really fits in with the, the 8-bit look. Like, it, it feels... Um, obviously it's a mobile runner, it doesn't feel like Nintendo, but the difficulty level feels like a, I'm gonna say Super Nintendo era game. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you, the, the, it's all about the timing and the, the skill level. So, uh, Goat Runner, highly recommend, everyone's got a phone these days. Go give it a download. Go play. You're going to get fucking hooked on this thing. You're not going to be able to put it down. You're going to want to collect them goats.
1: Even if you're just playing it while you're on the toilet, like, man, like, (laughs) it's a fun way to, you know, pass a few minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I, um, like, anytime I, I get a free minute, like, uh, I'm waiting in the car, uh, to pick somebody up. Like, yeah, let's play let's play Play a few minutes. Goat Runner. Yeah. It's like it. It's it. It sinks its teeth in you. It hooks you in. And. It does. I, I can't wait to see what else is gonna come from this Life of Zorn, a uh, Life in Zorn project. I'm definitely gonna play whatever else they put out. Oh yeah. And will when, when the time comes we'll we'll also review that
1: yep and trust me i'm not just saying that this is good because a friend of mine worked on it because me and Barrio, like we rag on each other sometimes like if i thought that this game was bullshit i would tell him
0: yeah and i've i've played bullshit Mobile games. Um, oh yeah. Like two things, two two quick notes on Goat Runner. There's nothing in this game, as, at least from what I've seen, that you have to pay for. There's no paywall, which is a bullshit thing that they put in a lot of these games. Yep. You can choose to, if you want to, unlock stuff and not work for it or not earn the the skins and the themes. You you can just pay for it with your money, but you don't have to. You you never really have to spend a dollar on it. And two, uh, the ads are skippable. And I don't know if this is specific to this game or if that's a new thing that they've implemented in mobile games, but this is the first time I've seen it where there's a 30-second ad and after like 5 to 10 seconds you can skip it which... Yeah. I, I, I don't know where it... I don't know. It's the first time I've seen this in a mobile game. Maybe I'm just out of touch. But, um... I mean, good on them. You, you really don't have to spend much time watching ads. You don't have to pay a cent for it. And you get a quality game with fun music, unlockables, and it's addictive.
1: Oh, God,
0: yeah. I'm actually playing it planet right now. Nice. <laughs> like... It... I mean, mobile game, mobile games. I mean, sure, you can get like triple A titles. Like I play Hearthstone from Blizzard on my phone. I mean, it's you're not gonna get a triple A title, but it is a fucking fantastic uh, eight bit mobile game from uh, and and this is the, the studio's first game. Am I right there? Yep. That's that's insane.
1: Uh, yeah. I as far as I know, it's their first. I could be mistaken on that, and. I'm sure Andrew will correct me if I'm wrong on
0: that. Yep, we've we've been corrected before. (laughs) Yep, and we'll be corrected again. Oh yeah. Okay, Uh, time to move on to the main segment. Uh, Yeah, thirty questions. One. We're we're gonna try and go through thirty questions. You got fifteen. I got fifteen. And, holy shit, this is going to be something. Uh, who?
1: Oh, I think so.
0: Who's going to start this off?
1: Uh, I can get this running. I can ask my question first. And while you're pondering your response, I can give my answer to the hypothetical scenario I have proposed. Sure. Okay, so first question that we have of our 30 which Muppet do you relate to most on a personal level oh boy for me it's Gonzo
0: Okay, yeah
1: like I've always been a bit of a weirdo and like going through like like I've always liked punk rock but like I went through the phase when I was younger where I had to look super punk, which, you know, felt like I was strapping on a uniform almost. Yeah. But I always looked different and acted different. And uh, being adopted in my younger years, like, I didn't have a great idea of where I came from. Okay. The whole alien thing kind of resonated with me. And so, just being a weirdo and always trying to entertain people and make people laugh and just being strange and not really giving a shit, yeah, I kind of feel like Gonzo is the one I relate to the most.
0: It's a good answer. Yeah. Um, I thought. I I I was expecting to have to work harder to get an answer to something like this, but this was pretty easy. Uh, it's got to be Fozzie, like. That's
1: what I was expecting.
0: A a, I'm a I'm a big guy who is generally pretty hairy, and I make a lot of dumb jokes. Um, <laughs> waka Waka. Waka Waka, man. Yeah, no, I uh Fozzie is um probably my favorite Muppet. But also the one I definitely relate to the most. Um, Fozzie's sense of humor is exactly my sense of humor. If you want to know what what my personal <laughs> sense of humor is, just, just watch Fozzie the Bear. 100%, that is me. Um, yeah, I, that, that is... <laughs> I can't think of a better answer for that one. Nice. Question number two. Moving right along, as... Fozzie and Kermit would say um, James what would you say is the best level from Goldeneye 007 for the N64
1: are we talking levels for like if me and you were playing multiplayer against each other and we picked a stage or are we talking single player campaign
0: oh I didn't specify but has it been multiplayer. Gold, like yes the Goldeneye campaign is good and fun and the single player levels are cool. But when we talk Goldeneye, we talk multiplayer. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll answer that one. Uh, I was stuck between two, but I think Complex has to be my favorite. Something to do with the layout and like the hiding spots in that one. and And the fact that everything sort of blends together and it gets kind of confusing at times. That one was always my favorite to play.
1: I think I'm gonna have to go with Temple.
0: Oh, good pick. Yeah. Yeah. Temple. Temple gets fucking intense as well. Because there's it a does. there's a lot of like
1: and there's some rooms that are like like there's sometimes when you're like navigating the maze trying to locate each other and shoot each other, but there's sometimes where you just meet up in that long ass room up top. Yep. And you're just having these big shootouts across the room
0: wow that was exactly what popping into my head when I thought Temple yeah yeah that's that's the standout yeah that's a good one too
1: or like that hole in the floor like shooting down trying to pick people off down in that
0: man I want to play Goldeneye again hell
1: yeah (laughs) you ready for my next question
0: yep always
1: alright if you could take Gordon Ramsay to any restaurant where would you take him
0: uh, like, locally, or? Anywhere. Okay.
1: Anywhere you've been.
0: Oh, anywhere you've been. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> anywhere you've been or anywhere you know of, hope to be, like, anything like that. I said Bob's Chicken Coop.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Because half the ladies that work there are hard as nails.
0: Yeah and
1: the food is so good but it's so greasy like that shit will cure a hangover just by walking in the door yeah (laughs) and I I'd love to hear Gordon Ramsay spout off about how greasy it is and then have these hard as nails women come back at him, and then to just sit back enjoy my fries and gravy while watching the two parties curl insults back
0: and forth at each other. Yeah, um,
1: it would be dinner and a show.
0: I think he'd meet his match.
1: I think he would.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh man, this is a this is a fun question. I really like this one. Um, I think I, I would I would have to pick something similar. Um, I'm gonna go with Domino's Pizza House in Stevenville.
1: Oh my god! Have
0: you ever been there? Have you ever not been... Not often,
1: but a couple of times.
0: I, I'm not the biggest fan of their food, but that place is a fucking experience. Like... <laughs> and... I I don't even know if I can I, I can... I can truly give enough credit to what kind of experience that is. Um... <laughs> it, it's... It's a... It's a one-of-a-kind sort of place. And, uh... I would just, I would, I would pay so much money to see his reaction to that place.
1: Oh my god, yes.
0: Yeah. Man, I like to see, I like to see the Domino's Pizza House staff and the Bob's Chicken Coop staff, like, hash it out.
1: (laughs) Civil War style.
0: Celebrity death match.
1: (laughs) There you go.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a good question, man. That was good.
1: Grease Wars! (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay um, Moving right along again I, I I gotta stop quoting that fucking Muppet song man You got Muppets stuck in my head uh, <laughs> <laughs> Question number four uh, Okay so As of late there's been a A big rise in Giant monster movies Like we had yep. Kong Skull Island, we had the uh, 2014 Godzilla, we got the sequel to Godzilla next year, a planned Kong vs. Godzilla, we just got a Pacific Rim sequel, uh, yep. I, feel, I feel like there's another one I'm missing in there somewhere, but um, obviously giant monsters are popular, again. my question. Should be. My question to you is what giant monster movie would you like to see made? it's not currently in the works
1: what giant monster movie would I like to see made
0: yeah it, it, it doesn't have to be a movie it could be a TV show uh, animated even anything like that you know monster movies are the common ones so that's what I went to but uh, and the only one that like, like I mean there are a lot of possibilities it, it, when you look at like say video games like um. Shadow of the Colossus and stuff like that, but the one monster that has never been done, and it's a shame. I think I want to see a Cthulhu movie. Like what sort? Cthulhu? Cthulhu? Yeah. Is it Thulu? Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the Call of C- Cthulhu, Cthulhu, whatever it is, H.P. Lovecraft, I would fucking love to see that. And I'd like to see Del Toro do it, honestly.
1: That is a good answer.
0: You got anything?
1: I was just thinking, like, what would I like to see? Um, I was just thinking, like, what's something I haven't really seen too much of? And they're always talking about, like, the only thing that would survive nuclear holocaust are share and cockroaches. And <laughs> I was thinking, like, radiation, cockroaches survive, giant roaches, those things are, you know, super Whoa. gross and nasty anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I never thought about, that. like, um, remember Eight-Legged Freaks? Yup. Like stuff like that, like giant bug movies. We haven't had a giant bug movie in a while.
1: No, we haven't. That'd be fun. Or or even a miniature human movie. Cause kinda like Honey I Shrunk the Kid. Yeah. Because then from their perspective, the bugs are giant, but they're just really small.
0: Honey honey I shrunk the US military. There you go. (laughs) Um yeah, no, that's a good answer.
1: Uh, let's keep this rolling. Yep. Are you familiar with the show Avatar The Last Airbender?
0: Only vaguely. I've never watched... Okay, wa- but
1: you know the general premise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you could control one of the four elements, from like the characters in that show, do like you be an Earthbender, Airbender, Firebender, Waterbender? Which element would you pick?
0: Hmm. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Me personally, I chose water.
0: Yeah. Any any reasoning or?
1: Um. Partly because so much of the world's mass is covered in water.
0: Yeah. Partially
1: but... because, as former swimmer, like I just I love being in the water, like just like splashing around, floating, swimming, diving, whatever. I I enjoy the water, and I mean, growing up on this island, like there's so much water everywhere. I mean, obviously there's lots of land too, but. So much of the earth is covered in water. And watching a bit of that show, just seeing some of the stuff the waterbenders did versus what, like, the firebenders or the earthbenders did. Like, the waterbenders did such cool shit, like making, like, all these shapes and shit out of the water in the air as they were moving it around. It just looked cool as shit
0: yeah for sure
1: plus I mean as much as the fire nation in that show were like the conquerors and everything like that fire would be in my opinion the easiest to like just fuck off cause water can put out fire dirt can put out fire air can put out fire
0: that's true. Yep.
1: And I mean, Aang
0: was the last Airbender, so I mean, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I guess that's not even an answer, really.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you you might want to, but you can't. Uh, yeah. I. You get dibs on that. I'm gonna be boring here and, and say the same as you. Say the water bending. Um, i I've never seen the show, so I don't really know much about these four uh different types of bending. I just know for sure I would not say fire because fire kind of scares the shit out of me, and uh <laughs> I don't want that I don't want that anywhere near me. That's like my main reasoning um but no water water bending seems to have the most possibilities yeah, just just off the top of my head anyway. I'm going to have to watch the show to really know, but uh, yeah, I'd have to say the same there. Mostly due to my fear of fire. (laughs) Nice. Okay, here's a fun one, and it's a twofer. Okay. Okay, so in remakes, adaptations, and so on, there's often changes made to the original, like the source material. Yep. Uh, This is pretty common. A lot of people don't like this and we're a little more forgiving than most. So what I want to know is what change made in a adaptation or remake made like pissed you off the most? And at the same time, what change do you think actually improved the source material?
1: Jesus, that is a
0: I've got a couple. Um,
1: okay, I, I've got an answer for one part, and I just got to think of the other one.
0: Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty forgiving of this stuff. I know a lot of like a lot of people like to stick to how it was originally. I'm I, I'm pretty loose with it. Um, the two that I thought of for the one that pissed me off, number one, uh, Harry Potter. In the books, um, well, spoiler alert: Dobby dies. <laughs> and uh, in the books, Dobby is there from like the second book onward. I, I think he's in almost every book. And uh, when he dies, it's obviously sad because this is a character you know and love. Whereas in the mo- in the movies, they bring him in for like the second movie and then you never see him again until he shows up and dies and yeah it's kind of like oh hey I forgot about that, that guy oh no there he's dead now and I just I thought that was like you they literally only brought him back to make people cry
1: basically yeah yeah
0: and the other one is Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes which like yeah everything about that movie pissed me off a little bit But, um, the ending, and how, uh, if you're not familiar with Planet of the Apes, the original, um, ends with the main character finding out that he's been on Earth the entire time, and the Apes have turned it into their own planet, because he finds part of the Statue of Liberty. In Tim Burton's, he gets away from the ape planet, and flies back to Earth. ...to then find that it's in the future, and it's the same idea that it is Earth, but, like, there's, like, monkey cops, and, a and the Abe Lincoln monument is, is a, a monkey, and it's, oh, God. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Um, but the, the, the one I, I want to say that I really, really like, the change that I, I, do love, I've been kind of obsessed with the Iron Giant lately, I keep watching it over and over. It's becoming one of my favorite movies. Nice. And um, basically every change they made from the book, because the book is nothing like the movie, it's like like the book is, is absolutely batshit. The, it's about an Iron Man who comes from space and destroys a bunch of cities and then fights some kind of alien beast and they basically took that and turned it into one of the greatest animated movies ever made. So, all those changes. A+. Plus. And I hope I bought you enough time to come up with an answer.
1: Again, I I have an answer for the first one, but I, I'm not sure about the second part. Okay. Maybe by talking about the first one, I'll draw myself to a conclusion on the second one but uh, the change from the source material that pissed me off the most was in X-Men 3 The Last Stand oh the Juggernaut bitch (laughs) oh yeah Juggernaut is so fucking powerful like he is Hulk level Yep. Besides that, Cain Marco has this incredible backstory. He's the stepbrother of Charles Xavier. And to be fair, he's not a mutant. His powers aren't derived from magic. He is the avatar of the demon Sidorak. But and I enjoy Vinnie Jones, but just, like, the way he was portrayed in that movie, they didn't touch anything on him being related to Charles at all, even though they did encounter each other right before Charles died. So they took that part out. Um, He looked nothing like the fucking comics. Behaved nothing like the comics. Um not nearly as strong as he should have been and then when he gets close to Leech when Leech and Shadowcat are running away from him he comes in proximity to him loses his powers and runs headlong into a wall knocking himself out yeah so quite possibly one of my favorite characters in the X-Men universe just you know, completely ruined. Like, they could have done an entire movie in the X-Men universe just on the Juggernaut. They touch on the relationship between Kane and Charles and their backstory and, like, how Kane fought in the Vietnam War and everything like that and then, you know, his grudge against Charles, he comes in destroys the mansion, takes Charles... you know, like... takes him prisoner. And... Charles can't do shit about it because Kane's helmet blocks out psychic attacks. Not just... to keep me face pretty. As they say in the movie. And... they could have done a kick-ass X-Men movie about that. Like, there's been times in the comics where the only way to stop the Juggernaut was to actually bargain with the demon Sidorak to be all like, hey, you should take the powers away from Cain and give them to this guy because he would be a better avatar for you. And the demon was like, yeah, you got a point. Takes Cain's powers and Juggernaut is therefore shut down and so the powers temporarily went to like Colossus or someone nice but yeah like to take someone that level and just turn it into what they did that pissed me the fuck off and it still pisses me off if you can't tell from hell I'm ranting about it
0: (laughs) (laughs) this was the point of the question
1: yeah but (laughs) um source material being better or being better than the source material, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head.
0: Oh, well. If you think of something later, you can come back to it.
1: Better than the source material. Iron Fist on Netflix. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: definitely not. No, not quite. Not quite. No. Okay. Okay, what do you got for your next question?
1: My next question is... If you had to choose something for yourself to wield, would you choose Mjolnir or a fully loaded Batman utility belt?
0: Hmm. Do, like, are you able to wield Mjolnir, or?
1: For the sake of the question, we will assume that we are worthy of wielding Mjolnir.
0: Okay Hmm
1: Personally I would go with the hammer
0: Yeah Like What are the Circumstances Like do I have to fight somebody Or
1: (laughs) You You just have it You could use it for whatever you want You could build a porch if you want
0: (laughs) Oh man Hmm I feel like if you have Mjolnir and the power to wield it, the expectations are maybe a little higher than if you just happen to own some really cool and powerful tech. (laughs) Yeah. Like... I
1: mean, the variety is there with the utility belt because Batman has so many gizmos and gadgets.
0: Oh, yeah. But, like...
1: Personally, I would go with Mjolnir.
0: Yeah... There is that, like...
1: I mean... Hmm. You know, it it, it grants flight.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one, hey. Hmm. Do you just have the belt, or, like, how much tech do you have here?
1: I was thinking, like, Batarangs, bolas, the smoke bombs, um... Hmm. The explosive... Uh, foam spray stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all mm-hmm. the hacking devices in there.
0: You know what? I'm the
1: back. Not the back credit card
0: though. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that changes everything. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Thinking about it more, like, um. in terms of combat style, like when I play video games and whatnot. I I'd, I'd like the stealth side of things and I feel like the Bat Belt kind of gives you more stealth options than Mjolnir does.
1: Mjolnir basically gives you like, throw the hammer, smash with the hammer, fly, and potentially shoot lightning.
0: Hmm.
1: Four options at max.
0: Yeah. yeah, you got no. a
1: lot more options with utility builds
0: yeah you know i think I think I'd have to go Bat belt because a i like options and b the expectations would be far far lowered like nobody expects the same shit out of out of Batman as they expected of thor
1: <laughs> so That's
0: fair. i, I mean, set the bar low like you said man
1: <laughs> there you go
0: the bar is on the ground uh <laughs> um Moving on to my next one here, which is, uh, let me see, what's, what are we at now, uh, number seven? I think?
1: Uh, I just asked my fourth question, so this oh. will be your fourth.
0: Okay, number eight. Okay, this is a, a short and sweet one. What would you say is the best song from a Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack?
1: Oh, God damn it.
0: <laughs> like, it doesn't even have to be the best song in general, but the best Tony Hawk song. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, one second. I, I gotta whip out my phone for this. Yeah. I have a playlist on my phone on Spotify that is songs just from the Tony Hawk soundtracks.
0: Me, me too. Um... <laughs> uh,
1: so I'll scroll through that while you give your answer.
0: Like, there's a lot of really classic ones, but if I'm picking one that I would picture, like, playing Tony Hawk, and this is what I want playing, I'm going "Grill Radio by Rage Against the Machine.
1: That, that's a pretty good one.
0: That was my first experience with Rage Against the Machine as well, and I fucking love Rage. Yeah, that's, like, like there were a couple close picks um but I'll wait I'll wait for you to say yours first
1: uh part of me wants to say Psycho Vision by Suicidal Tendencies Ooh. Um, big shots by Idea and Abilities is one of the best hip-hop songs that's been on the soundtracks nice let me see. Express Yourself by NWA was a good one. Oh,
0: yeah. I fucking love that song anyway.
1: Savoir Faire by Rocket to the Crypt. My Adidas, Run DMC.
0: Nice. It's a good playlist.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm almost to the end of the list, so yeah. I'll.
0: I've got three more that came close for me. And I'm surprised you haven't listed any of them, actually. Uh, Superman by Goldfinger.
1: That that was a close one.
0: Uh, no Cigar by Mill Colin.
1: Love that song.
0: And from Tony Hawk's uh, Underground, uh, which I guess doesn't really count as a pro skater game, but whatever. Uh, Armageddon by Alkaline Trio. That was,
1: Alkaline, was on there.
0: that was the first time Al- first time I ever heard Alkaline Trio as well.
1: You know what? If I gotta pick one, all those other songs I said were really good, but if I gotta pick one that when I hear the song, the first thing I think of is Tony Hawk. I gotta go with American Werewolf in Calgary by the Browns.
0: Oh, I forgot about that one. That's a good one yeah that is that's one of the songs that like you only really know from that game which one is that in two
1: that is either in four or one of the undergrounds
0: okay yeah yeah I, I always get the soundtracks mixed up
1: four is the one i played the most because Four is actually my favorite Tony Hawk game nice on popular opinion yeah well. <laughs> um there's another song too uh that Bismarcky did with Chad Muska wow cause Chad Muska also does the Muska beat DJing stuff can't remember what the song's called but I remember that one being really good too
0: nice okay so we're eight questions in and these topics are fucking all over the place
1: Oh yeah. And to jump to a completely new topic. Yep. If you were a Pokemon gym leader, they all have their type that they stick to. Yep. What type would you use? Hmm. Based on like, you know, what type you like, what type you think is cool, your personality so on and so
0: forth. That's a good question.
1: Me personally, I think like sometimes I think most often just like most of the time when I do like monotype challenges, yep. I think I go with poison. Nice. I like me a lot of poison pokemon. Um Funny enough, Crobat, the final form of Zubat, is one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. I've used them in so many playthroughs. And I think Crobat would probably be my ace. I like Crobat. I like Mega Beedrill. I like Toxicroak. Throw a Muck in there. Yeah. So many good poison Pokemon. Plus, I mean, poisoning your opponents, is such a good strategy. The playthrough I'm doing now, I'm building up a tentacle, and that, like, as soon as I got that leveled up to be on par with the rest of my team, it started wrecking house. I lead every fight with it, throw out some toxic spikes, and then all my opponents that come into the battle after that get poisoned and it has the move venom shock on it which does it's 65 base power which doubles if the opponent is poisoned and this tentacool is just sweeping everything and it's the only pokemon in my party that is not evolved yet nice and it is wrecking house good pick Oh yeah.
0: Uh, usually, I tend to lean towards Water Type. Cool. But I think in the event of the of this, if I was to be a gym leader, I'd want like I feel like Water Type is too easily uh, too easily taken care of. Like I feel like everybody has something in their in their six to take out Water Types. Yeah. So you kinda need like a a curveball type if you want to be effective at all. And yeah. I'm gonna base this entirely on what has become like I don't I don't play Pokemon very often, but in the last couple games I've played, what has become my favorite Pokemon to use? Um Gengar. So I go ghost type.
1: Nice.
0: And I mean I've I've I tend to um, like personality wise I, I watch a lot of horror I go towards the like I'm really big on the idea of actual ghosts so you know I'd I, I, I base I'd base uh, a gym leader around ghost types and
1: solid choice
0: yeah poke myself in some spooky mansion somewhere or some shit you know Yeah, that's my answer. Oh, yeah, that means it's my question. Look at that. sure does. (laughs) And uh, it's funny, like, I I didn't even realize this. I was talking about uh, ghosts and spookiness, and uh, that kind of leads into the next question. Um, And this is not something we've ever talked about at all, but who would you say off the top of your head is... The most terrifying serial killer of all time.
1: Most terrifying serial killer. Yeah. Are we talking like
0: real life? Oh yeah, real life serial killers. Ooh. Which, like, as as much as you know, these people are criminals, are terrible human beings. They ha- it have become part of pop culture in a way, and yep. uh, it's not to say like uh, some people kind of. Idolize them, and I don't like that idea. I think that's terrible. We should, like, I feel like you can talk about these people while still uh, making it clear that yes, they are terrible human beings, and you know they should they shouldn't be put on any pedestals, unless they don't like sitting on stools, like we said earlier. Um, so I've got two that that always I found to be the most frightening. Um, Number one, H.H. H. Holmes is, yeah. is fucking scary as shit. If you don't know who H.H. H. Holmes is, um, he's a little bit further back time-wise than a lot of the popular uh, serial, serial killers are. And he... But well, his
1: house was the thing that, like, basically horror movies are
0: based on. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, in the 1800s, he... Um, he had this house built and he went to the lengths of getting different people to build different rooms and not giving anyone the blueprints so no one knew the layout of this house. And he had trap doors and like secret hallways and all this shit in this house he had built. And he just killed basically he, he, sorry, he rented the rooms. So it was basically a hotel. And, um, he just like the the body count one second I'm gonna get the body count it's insane the amount of people with that uh, he confessed to 27 murders but the number probably closer to 200 people that he killed and like oh my god looks like I'm pretty sure it is recorded that he killed someone and Sent their Like donated Their skeleton At To um, Like a classroom You know the classroom Skeleton type thing I, Like I'm pretty sure He actually did that And I think so Yeah So H.H. H. Holmes Is totally fucked up And definitely worth Reading about And The second one And the most The more recent Is uh, Richard Ramirez Yeah The Night Night stalker I believe they call him Yeah, and I was
1: pentagram on his on his palm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the the reason I found him to be so scary is because he didn't like most serial killers have a type, you know, like uh, they only kill blonde women or they only kill you know like a certain area of town or something like that, but like his killings were all completely random. Uh, He could just kill whoever, like he'd be walking down the street, he'd see a house, he'd say fuck it, I'm gonna break into this house and kill who's ever, whoever's inside and like he only got caught by mistake like he fucked up and got caught just on chance they weren't onto him at all so yeah those are my picks and serial killers serial killers are sort of a, uh, just an interest of mine I find them fascinating and I've been wanting to find a chance to talk about them on this show for a while now.
1: Trying to find the name of one that has always stuck out in my mind. Um, John Wayne Gacy is one, because the whole clown thing, like... I mean, that has such an influence on popular culture and horror movies. Like, I don't... Like, would we have Pennywise the Clown... If not for John
0: Wayne Gacy No Like I think it was written A couple years after John Wayne Gacy got caught I think it's like A direct influence
1: Um Also Uh Shit What was his name Um Ed Dean.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. many horror movies were based on him.
0: Texas Chainsaw, right? Uh, was the big one.
1: Texas Chainsaw, Buffalo Bill and Sons of the Lambs.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- another thing about John Wayne Gacy that's fucking terrifying is uh, he was just like a pretty normal married guy and his wife yeah. had his wife had no idea that he had bodies of 14-year-old boys hidden under the uh, in a crawl space like underneath their garage like yep oh man yeah well <laughs> i hope I you have I can't
1: so- find the name of this guy that I'm thinking about
0: okay what tell me about him what's What's he like?
1: <laughs> but he was a cannibal.
0: Cannibal? Okay. Oh. Dahmer?
1: Nope.
0: Not Dahmer. Okay.
1: For some reason, the name Fish is. Oh, of Al- Albert Fish. Albert Fish. I'm going to just give that a quick Google just to make sure it's the guy I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah, Albert Fish is pretty fucked up. I don't know as much about him as the others but I know. one
1: of the things that I yeah this is him werewolf of Wisteria the Brooklyn vampire yep um when they went to put him in the electric chair he shorted out the electric chair because he had inserted pins and needles into his penis and groin yeah and when the first time they went to electrocute him they didn't know about this and he shorted out the fucking chair
0: good great sounds like a nice guy
1: yeah (laughs) and I always just thought that that was just insane yeah and so he's one like that story has always like Stuck in my mind whenever anyone starts talking about serial killers. Yeah, but yeah, I was blanking on his first name, but yeah, Albert Fish.
0: Oh, I'm I'm gonna throw one more name out there, Uh, Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. He, uh, (laughs) I, he was just a, a really average married guy, who was just murdering women on the side and uh, it's creepy because he has zero remorse like most of them most serial killers either get remorseful or they seem to have some sort of insanity going on but he is completely lucid remembers everything and has no remorse does not regret anything he did yeah, he's, he's another creepy son of a bitch. Yup. I hope you got something light for the next question.
1: <laughs> if you could remove one character from the MCU, who would you remove?
0: Oh. <laughs> um, from, like, e- from existing movies? Someone
1: who was in the MCU who you feel, like, was completely unnecessary. Maybe you thought that they were going to do something with this character, but they never did. Just someone who their role was completely just not necessary
0: well I got one right away
1: (laughs) I said Sam Stearns okay yeah from The Incredible Hulk
0: Mm. if you know
1: anything about the Hulk comics Sam Stearns becomes the leader he's whereas Hulk has this big massive body Stearns has this gigantic head and he's super smart yeah and he was in the Incredible Hulk and towards the end of it like he has an open wound on his head and like sample of Banner's blood is dripping into it and you see his head start to morph and swell but then we don't hear or see anything else of him
0: yeah that was uh... and
1: they've since gone on to you know do, like, the Planet Hulk story and stuff like that, so it really doesn't seem like they're ever going to circle back to Sterns. Hmm. Because why would they?
0: No, I, I forgot all about that.
1: Exactly. So they've basically just hinted at one of the Hulk's main villains and then just hoped everyone forgot about it.
0: Yeah. That's a good and
1: one. that got my hopes up for a while. Because yeah. I was like, ooh, is this, a, like, are we going to get a second solo Hulk movie? Is he going to be the villain? And they... for nothing. Yeah. So I would remove Sam Stearns.
0: That's a good answer. Uh, and Tim Blake Nelson played him pretty well too. Yep. Um. I was gonna say uh, Maria Hill. Uh, what's her name? Co- Kobe's, yeah. Kobe. Kobe Smolders played her. Is that her name?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Like, when was the last time we saw her? I. I...
1: She was in Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, it's been a few years. Like, I'm not that Maria Hill was always the most interesting MCU character, but I mean, you casted her well. You you were doing a good job with, you know, keeping have her. We,
1: have we seen her since? I don't even know if they've mentioned her since Winter Soldier.
0: I don't remember. Like, yeah, I know Shield is basically no more but i mean you could still do something <laughs> like she still exists i don't know uh, that's the, that was the first thing that popped in my head
1: uh apparently she's going to be in infinity war
0: oh okay yeah. well maybe they'll fix it
1: but like, she's Nick Fury's right hand. I get that. Yeah. Like, when everyone thought Fury was dead, she was the only one in the know.
0: That's true. Yep. Move on?
1: But... Uh, she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Age of Ultron.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, well, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> and Winter Soldier... But the the last thing she's been in, in the MCU, was in 2015.
0: Yeah, that's still three years, right?
1: Yeah. Three years and a lot of movies have passed. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's confirmed she's in uh, Infinity War.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I just, I just read that you know it's rumored she's there.
0: Yep. Okay. Move on to the next one. Yep. I feel like I feel like you definitely have an answer for this. Uh, what would you say is your favorite martial arts movie of all time?
1: God damn.
0: I have an answer, and I'm not sure if this is a popular answer or not, but uh, mine is basically the first martial arts movie I ever saw, and me and Dad used to watch this a bunch when I was a kid. Uh, Jackie Chan's Rumble in the Bronx.
1: That's a good one.
0: I used to watch that movie so fucking much. I had it on VHS, and like, it had the English dub, and uh, I just remember the fight scenes being fucking insanely good in that movie and I did see it before I saw any Bruce Lee so like you know I probably if I was going with um technically the best I'd probably go elsewhere but Rumble in the Bronx still has that like special place for me
1: um there's a lot of good Jackie Chan movies
0: yeah like like pre uh pre-Hollywood blockbuster Jackie Chan when he was just breaking out in China.
1: Yeah. Um, I might say Rush Hour Three. No.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, I haven't seen that one. Does that one look surprisingly good or?
1: <laughs> There's a few Bruce Lee movies that are springing to mind right away, like The Big Boss, Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Um, part of me wanted to say the first Matrix movie.
0: Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah.
1: Because there were some really good martial arts fight scenes in that.
0: Yeah. Like, it's that perfect combination of great martial arts and, like, really great special effects work.
1: Um, have you seen any
0: movies with Tony Jaa? I have not.
1: Um, he does a lot of his own stunts. And I can't remember if it's on buck or The Protector, but one of those two movies had the record for the longest single-shot fight scene. Nice. And it's just following up, following him up this big flight of stairs in like a casino or something, like, or a restaurant or something, as he's like beating his way through people. Um, as for right now, I'm going to say Ong Bak, but, or er, Ong with Tony Jaa.
0: Nice. I've heard of that. I, I didn't know it was, uh,
1: I haven't seen the sequels to it, Yep. but the first one is pretty good. Nice. Yeah.
0: I'll check it out.
1: You really should. I can't remember if it's that one or the protector that has that single shot fight scene record but yeah, Tony Jaa is a monster.
0: Awesome. Okay, next question.
1: Um Okay, I just had to refine myself on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you had to choose one or the other to play host to, would you choose a symbiote like Venom or Carnage? Okay. Or would you choose the mask from the Jim Carrey movie?
0: Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> can you say both
1: <laughs> no
0: um,
1: and if you have an answer for it if you pick the symbiote which symbiote would you choose
0: oh I'm gonna say the mask Okay. because here's my reasoning like I feel like you're not really in control either way like, you, you, you know, it's hard to really control yourself under the influence of either. But I feel like that Venom symbiote has a little more evil going on, a little more destruction. Like, the mask does stir up some shit, but I feel like I probably wouldn't kill anybody with the mask on.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in the mask, it basically exaggerates the type of person you are. Mm. Like, when Stanley Ibkiss puts on the mask, he becomes this wacky, zany, like, cartoon character. Yeah. When the mob boss guy puts the mask on, he becomes this evil type thing.
0: Yeah. Man, here's a, wait, side question, side tangent. Is the guy who plays the mob boss in the mask in anything else Or do I just weirdly Remember his face
1: I'm going to Search his ass up On IMDB nah, Cause like
0: I can picture him Perfectly
1: I can too I can picture him Like With the mask on Being all fucking evil And shit too
0: Hmm Like
1: Peter Green
0: Peter Green I, I have no idea Who that is
1: Uh See what else he was in. He was
0: in Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction Blue Streak,
1: yeah. Bounty Hunter. I've seen those. Uh, aren't where I know him
0: from. Pulp Fiction. Who the fuck is he in Pulp Fiction? I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. I, <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I, I feel like I, I feel like I'd be all right with the at ma- the mask on. I feel like I, I don't really have too much of a destructive personality. So uh
1: No, I like to think I'd be pretty alright.
0: Yeah. He
1: was Zed in Pulp Fiction.
0: Oh yeah, that's why I know him, yeah. Zed's dead, baby. You know. Um Yeah, yeah, the ending with the uh, the gimp suit. Huh. Okay. Yeah, wow, I can picture that perfectly now. That's interesting.
1: I'm still trying to figure out where else I know him from because that wasn't what I was thinking (laughs) but um, I just like as fun as the mask would be and I see myself being a lot like you know Jim Carrey's character in the movie once the mask is on like that yeah but I just because of the powers and everything I would pick the Venom symbiote
0: also a fun choice yeah that was a really fun question
1: (laughs) I enjoyed that question Um, you know what I don't think I know this guy from where I think I do
0: yep
1: because looking at a more recent picture of him like I am at the moment I got him... He looks, today, like Peter Weller.
0: Oh.
1: Him and Peter Weller... Played the original Robocop. Okay, yeah. And that's who I was thinking of when I saw a recent picture of this guy. Well, huh. But yeah, to answer our question, I would choose the Venom Symbiote and you are going with the mask.
0: Yeah. Which I don't know if
1: there's a more technical term for that mask, but I can't remember it.
0: I can't remember. I think they get into the mythology a little bit, but I don't remember it. Yeah. And I guess that leaves the Carnage Symbiote for Peter Green.
1: Yeah.
0: There you go. Um Number fourteen. Um pretty simple question. What would you say is the best board game of all time?
1: game yeah.
0: and you can take this however you want like you can go into the I guess like the tabletop RPG geeky stuff but I was thinking more classic family friendly board games the old yeah. the old Milton Bradley you know there's um, a
1: few that I really like to play but I I think I have my answer
0: I'm, I'm stuck between two I'd probably say depending on how much time I have and how many people want to play either Risk or Clue.
1: See, that's funny because those are two that I was thinking. And I, I thought I was going to go with Clue. Um, Emily and I have been playing Risk from time to time lately because we bought one of those board game packs for PlayStation. Oh, nice. And we've been playing a bit of Monopoly, a bit of Risk, and I love me some Risk on that. Yeah. But when I think back to uh, board games that I played when I was like at the cabin or camping with my family growing up, Clue was one of the ones that we played the most. Like, Nights when the power was out at yeah. the house, and Mom and Dad would break out the board games. Me and my sister would play Clue. Um, Trivial Pursuit is another favorite oh, of mine.
0: I love Trivial Pursuit.
1: I love Trivial Pursuit. So I'm going to say Clue with um, close runner-ups slash honorable mentions being Trivial Pursuit, Apples to Apples.
0: Oh, yeah, yep.
1: And I'm gonna throw cards against humanity in there
0: too. Well, cards against humanity is basically like an adult apples to apples.
1: Basically,
0: yeah. Yeah. You can. You, that's basically just one choice. You like that game?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, like I really like Risk and Clue because on one side of it, it's it's easy enough for anyone to pick up and play. If you got a yeah. if you got a room full of people. There's nobody there. It's not like everyone's gonna get it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a lot of strategy you can put into one of those games. You can actually get good at it. Yeah. So it it's really good for beginners and experts, and you can play with two people. You can play with like a half a dozen people.
1: There's one that I played the fall in St. John's, and I'm still. Like, I wouldn't be able to explain all the rules to you right now. I played it with Emily and a bunch of her friends, because they had game nights a couple times, and I was handy for one of them. They played a game called Secret Hitler.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sure.
1: And it was actually a lot of fun. Nice. Like two people have to be the fascists one fascist is hitler and but the only people who know who the fascists are are the two fascists and no one else knows and the whole point of the game like is trying to figure out basically like which character is hitler before like certain policies get passed or whatever before like the fascists take over
0: Oh my god, that sounds amazing.
1: I, I'm i doing a piss poor job of explaining it. Yeah, but
0: I, I'm sure there's more to like, it. But, yeah. I was a little
1: like, uh, when they asked me if I wanted to play a game called Secret Hitler, <laughs> but once we got playing it, it was a lot of fun.
0: That's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and I guess now is halfway point question number 15 right
1: yep
0: uh we're uh we're like an hour and a half into this episode so well
1: no we're not an hour and a half into this episode because you and I were chatting a bit before we actually Uh, started recording
0: okay yeah fair enough
1: our call time is an hour and a half
0: yeah there we go
1: okay so my next question for you If you had to cosplay in character for a full year, who would you pick?
0: For a full
1: year? Like, for a full year, you had to stay in character.
0: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Um, hmm. Like, you gotta go to work, social events, everything in character.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I got one.
1: I want to go as a member of the Men in Black. Nice. You wear a suit. I mean, that like it's socially—it's more socially acceptable than running around dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> and you can play off like the cool, like secret agent type shit. Yeah. And you get to play around with a little mind eraser thing and ten there's aliens everywhere and it just seems like a fun time but you can still make it you know socially acceptable yeah plus those movies are a lot of fun
0: oh yeah they are um I'd have to go with Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. because like honestly I wouldn't have to change much about my personality at all like, <laughs> like the changes would be Bob is balding noticeable Bob is balding, and he has a mustache instead of a full beard and uh yeah that's that's most of it like <laughs> I don't have to do much, and uh I feel like with like yeah like the the standard costume would be the apron. But that's not the only thing Bob Belcher wears. So technically, I can uh, change my outfit and actually wear my work uniform. Technically. If I'm, I, I just, I'm sl- just
1: looking at my future questions, and only two of them are even remotely vanilla.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Um, that's the halfway point. Let's, uh, let's move this right along And how many fucking times Am I going to say that in this episode God damn it you got the Muppets in my head um, <laughs> Okay here's actually perfect timing um, Speaking of Music and songs getting stuck in your head what, what would you say Is the greatest parody song Ever written Which I mean It's basically the same question as What is the best Weird Al song I mean I assume you're not going to come up with something other than Weird Al I don't know any other great parody music
1: There are some good ones but Weird Al is the king
0: He is He's the polka king Um,
1: Yeah Um, I love some of the mashups he does Oh yeah Like the medleys
0: Yeah yeah. Uh,
1: Alternative polka is really good Polka face is really good Yep but I'm either going to have to say Eat It. Nice. Because there's a guitar solo in there that shreds. It is better than the original. Yeah. Um, Amish Paradise is really good, too, though.
0: That was, like, the first Weird Al song I knew.
1: See, I've been listening to Weird Al for years. Like, I was getting Weird Al on cassette before CDs were even a thing. Nice. Like, I was in like grade three and four getting Weird Al cassettes for my birthday from my parents. And funny enough, there are pictures from my birthday parties as a child that I can tell you that I'm listening to Weird Al in that picture because of what I'm doing and how I'm dressed. (laughs) There's a picture of me using a Transformer toy as a microphone with a pair of boxer shorts on over my pants. And I know that I'm listening to Weird Al. Through ninth birthday party, I can like picture it so vividly.
0: That's fucking cool. It is
1: in a photo album at my parents' house.
0: That picture should be on a Jedi Dropouts T-shirt.
1: I next time I go out to visit <laughs> my parents, I will try and find it.
0: Yeah. Um. For me, um. The impressive thing about Weird Al is how perfectly he can recreate some of the sounds on these albums. Like, he goes all out in, in yep. perfecting it, and if I'm going to pick the best, I'm going to have to go with something that I think I enjoy more than the original, so my pick is either Gump. Uh, yep. Which parody of Lump by Presidents of the United States of America Or Yoda Which is so much fun And is the parody of Lola I can't remember who, who sings the original But I fucking love both those songs And
1: Um The parody he does of American of uh, What is it, American Pie?
0: Yeah, um the Saga Begins
1: Yes That's, I just couldn't remember what he Called his version yeah. Smells like Nirvana is so good too
0: What's What's really cool about The Saga Begins Is it's like telling the story Of The Phantom Menace of course But yeah. the movie wasn't out then And he had to like Go on message boards and, and Piece together leaks To try and guess what the movie was about When he was writing it And he nailed it yeah it's it's he nailed it that's, also, that's a really fun song too actually yeah
1: god Weird Al's so good he is. now you're making me want to watch my Weird Al DVD
0: nice what one is that?
1: I have a DVD of one of his live performances from the Apocalypse Tour he did ah. uh, a couple of years
0: back yeah yeah Okay. Move on. Question right. number 17.
1: This one might be a bit of a thinker for you. Okay. Avengers hockey. Okay. The Avengers have started a hockey team. Yep. Pick your starting line, including goaltender.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. That's a good one.
1: I, I'm i going to throw my picks out there.
0: Yeah, go for it. Uh,
1: up front, I would have Thor as center. Yep. The wings, I would have Hawkeye and Black Panther. Yep. On defense, I would have Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Nice. And... In the crease I would have Scotland.
0: Oh. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. And I, I assume that the um the powers are all fair game here. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um Well, let me see. This is a thinker. You're right. Um, I'm gonna go. I think in net, I'm gonna go with Doctor Strange. Nice. That's yeah. Um, need some big, bruising defensemen. So I'm gonna say Hulk, <laughs> who would barely cool. barely fit on the rink, and. Um, uh, who's another? I guess Thor and Hulk as the big, bruising defenseman. I love the idea of Hawkeye on the wing because he would be such a sniper. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, um, let me see. Uh, I can't think of the. I'm trying to think of something great for center, but I'm not really landing on anything. I'm gonna say Captain America is center just because you gotta have your your face of the team your captain I mean who's who's a better captain than Cap himself um and I guess I'd go Winter Soldier on the wing because it's nice to have a center and a winger with really great chemistry that's nice that's what I'm going with there you go that's a good question
1: I really enjoyed thinking of that question
0: yeah that was a lot of fun you managed to put hockey in there for me <laughs> okay i got another i got a thinker here for you Uh, all right let's hear it what current tv show would you give a 10 season renewal to now implications here no matter how much that show goes downhill they have to air all 10 of these renewed seasons So that's the thing. Like, you can just pick your favorite show, but do you really want ten more seasons? Or should you end it when... when it, Like, like obviously, the obvious choice for me would be Stranger Things, but no, I don't think Stranger Things needs that many seasons.
1: No, definitely not.
0: So my picks, to bring it back to something earlier, uh, Bob's Burgers or Rick and Morty. Because I feel like the creators are... Um. really like like the stuff they're coming up with episode after episode is just gold they're my I would say my favorite cartoons on air and uh, I would easily watch 10 more seasons of either of these shows and especially with like Rick and Morty and how hard it is for them to even get a season out like a 10 season renewal will be fucking yeah. awesome so yeah that's my pick there I'm sure Me
1: I was thinking I honestly thought Dragon Ball, uh Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Super type thing Oh yeah Cause I do love me some of that
0: Yeah definitely
1: And I mean it's basically the same plot over and over Well yeah Stronger, stronger enemy appears, Goku and Vegeta struggle to get strong enough to fight them, they eventually do, overcome it, a couple people, like, Krillin dies, and rinse and repeat. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't grow tired of Dragon Ball Z. No. Or Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. GT can fuck off somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I I'll say Dragon Ball Super.
0: Yeah. Good pick.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Question. Okay. Number 19.
1: If you were having a bachelor party. Okay and you had to invite one stand-up comedian, not to perform at your bachelor party, but to be just a member of like your friend group for said bachelor party. Okay. Which stand-up comedian would you choose?
0: Huh. Well, that is... Difficult.
1: My initial thought went to Hannibal Buress just because I think he's really funny. Yep. But I wound up going with Brian Posehn. Oh, yeah. Because he's fucking hilarious. But he's also, like, he loves heavy metal. And he loves comic books and Stephen King and all kinds of shit like that. So I think he would fit right in with the crowd that I would be hanging out with.
0: Yeah. That is a really good one. I'm trying to remember who, uh, like, who are some stand up comedians. Um, Because honestly, with everything that happened over the fall and the big uh, sort of blowing up of Hollywood, uh, my two favorite stand up comedians were outed as fucking scumbags. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously neither of them. Um, does Donald Glover count? He does stand up.
1: Yeah, he has a special on Netflix, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. He Yeah. It's called Weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he would count, wouldn't he? Yep. Um Oh, see. Now, you know what? I I I think the one that would actually fit in the best with my friends group Kumail Nanjiani, from uh, fucking uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Silicon Valley, and the Big Sick. Uh, he does. He's done a few stand-up specials now. Either Kumail Nanjiani or Hari Kondabalu, the guy who did uh, the Problem with a Pooh that documentary. He's got a couple stand-up albums. Nice. I think I think I lean Kumail because. He is political, but he's very, very fucking geeky as well. Like, Thanks. he's a self-admitted X-Files, uh, obs... Uh, Obsessy? Is that the word? <laughs> um, he... Yeah. I, I don't know. Obsessy? Obsessor? I'm not sure. Uh, he's hooked on a, on the X-Files. Um, yeah, and he, he's a big gamer, too. He's had a, like, a gaming-based podcast called The Indoor Kids, I think. Um... Yeah, no, I, I'd go Camille there, I think. Nice. think it'd be a lot of fun. That's a good question, too. Although it was definitely hard to think of a hypothetical situation where I'd be having some sort of bachelor party as if I was getting married or something. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so question number 20. Uh, what would you say is the worst video game in an otherwise great series like the
1: uh, that one is pretty easy for me
0: yeah the the black yep. sheep like a, a a great gaming series and they fucked up just that one time yep what you got
1: I'm gonna say uh, the ultra sun ultra moon oh. Pokemon main series
0: Ooh, really? That bad?
1: It's, like, I've played through every other generation of Pokemon more times than I can count. I just finished replaying Gen 4, and then I jumped to Gen 6, and then I'm going to do Gen 5 again. And I, like, I play these games... On my break at work. Like, I always have my 3DS in my work bag with a Pokemon game in it to play in my downtime on my breaks. And with how many times I've played through all the other generations of Pokemon, I played, I beat Moon, and then halfway through Sun put it down took me ages to pick it up and finish Sun and then Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out and they were supposed to be like the sequels to those games yeah and I was hoping that they fixed a lot of the issues I had and they had not and it kind of just made it worse because the games had like the first ones had very little replay value and then they changed very little in the sequels which really gave it even less replay value so I got through Ultra Moon just because I wanted to make it right to the end to see what had changed and then I'm still like six months later only at like the second of four islands in Ultra Sun Hmm. like I just can't will myself to get through this game and Pokemon is probably like Pokemon Mega Man Zelda like Pokemon is right up there in my top five gaming franchises of all time particularly main series Pokemon.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But I just cannot force myself to even finish Ultra Sun because i played Ultra Moon. I got through it. Like, I forced myself to get through it. And now I know exactly what I'm in for with Ultra Sun. Like, I know where all the dialogue's gonna be i know exactly where to go like there's no getting lost there's no adventure it's just like go here now go here now we're gonna heal your team so you don't lose anyone it's just like oh my god all the dialogue and just hand-holding and there's no adventure to it yeah it's painful for me
0: i had no idea i was opening up such a uh A a bag of rant there i had no idea i was getting i was touching on something there
1: yeah you definitely struck a nerve with that one
0: (laughs) well i'm i'm just gonna i'm gonna say if um the title of this game here i feel feel like it's pretty self-explanatory um street fighter the movie the game
1: oh my god
0: yeah (laughs)
1: I hadn't even heard
0: of that before, but it just made me cringe. Oh, man. I like, I vaguely remember playing it when it came out because I remember the movie, and the movie's painful enough, but, man, like, you're taking one of, like, arguably the best fighting game series of all time, making a bad movie out of it, and then making a bad game out of that movie. <laughs> and, yeah. oh, oh, God. Like, they tried to do the Mortal Kombat thing with... The photo realistic um, characters but it looks so bad because like they the hitboxes are so off that like characters kind of phase through each other and oh like it's worth if you want to get a good chuckle in it's worth looking up and it's the only Street Fighter game that I wouldn't recommend and I haven't even played all of the Street Fighter games. But uh I, I I would openly recommend games I haven't played over this thing just because I know. Um so twenty questions in. Ten to go. Yep. What's next? Where are we going?
1: Um This one kind of stays on the same theme as my last question about the bachelor party. Yep. Um, If you had to pick one person from each of these universes to make up your wedding party. Okay. Like these are gonna be your groomsmen and you have to pick one person from each universe, each of the following universes, who would be in your wedding party? Star Wars, Harry Potter, MCU, DCEU, and DBZ.
0: Okay. Um wow. Well, you go ahead and tell me your answer and I'll try and come up with something here. <laughs>
1: Well, we could take it one universe at a time if you want.
0: Okay, yeah, sure.
1: Let's go with Star Wars first. I I picked Qui Gon Jinn. Good pick. Um, you know, he's a little bit mischievous for a Jedi, but not Anakin level where you're just like Jesus Christ, like he's run off again, <laughs> like stressing you out type yeah. stuff, and like, you know, he's he's a little bit sly, like with how he like. Made that bet with Watto and kind of like used the Jedi force powers to manipulate the dice and kind of like, you know, gave that little sly wink at the end of it. Yep. He seems like a guy who would be pretty chill but also down for fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm going Chewbacca.
1: Nice.
0: Because of all the characters in Star Wars Chewbacca is the one I would most want to be friends with Lan-
1: well, yeah <laughs> Wookies are more intelligent than they seem and yeah. they're like so loyal
0: yeah uh, Lando is a close second but I'm going Chewbacca nice Harry Potter I guess is the next one right
1: Harry Potter
0: hmm that's tough
1: I picked George Weasley
0: oh yeah <laughs> yeah.
1: because i was thinking like who's the most fun in the harry potter universe and first thought was obviously the weasley twins but i was like no i can't pick both of them no and then i remembered one of them dies
0: oh yeah <laughs> spoiler so alert I picked the one that didn't die <laughs> oh man it still hurts um <laughs> after all these years um um that's that's a tough question I think like okay you need um you need that one level-headed friend to keep everybody in check Yeah so I'm going to say Remus Lupin yeah, I always, I, I always, had, I always liked Lupin. I always thought he was pretty cool. And I Sick. feel, you know, he was, he was. Well, actually, if we're going chronologically, I guess he's dead too. Uh, Shit.
1: <laughs> well, the only reason I picked yeah. someone like who wasn't dead is because I couldn't pick both twins. Yeah. So that was really my tiebreaker.
0: I'm, I'm gonna pick Victor Crumb because I don't want anyone to have any fun at all. <laughs> that, guy, that guy seems like like the biggest buzz kill um, <laughs> <Yep. Buzz-tilling-tiny. laughs> yeah uh, what's next MCU
1: yeah hmm. I said Hawkeye
0: oh yeah yeah
1: when I think of what I want to do at my bachelor party and everything like that like one of the things I want to do is go to Jack Axe's
0: Oh yeah,
1: and I would love to see some of the cool trick shot shit Hawkeye would be able to pull off when we're out throwing axes.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good good answer. So, this extends to anybody in the MCU, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I got my answer. I want Lewis from Ant Man, played by Michael Pena.
1: Nice.
0: (laughs) I want him there And I want him to Like the next day Tell everybody What we did The night before Because that's going to be The most entertaining part Is telling him Getting him to tell the story
1: (laughs) Yeah
0: Um, Now we got DC DC
1: Extended Universe
0: DC Extended Universe Hmm
1: A lot less material to pick from Yeah I went Barry Allen
0: Okay yeah Good pick.
1: He was easily the comic relief of Justice League.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: This one is tougher. Not not a lot of fun, people. No. Nope. Not really, huh? Um. Hmm. Struggling with this one a little bit. Oh my god. DC Extended Universe. Uh, fucking Christ! Oh, what about? Uh, I can't even remember the character's name. Man, um, I feel like there was a guy in Wonder Woman who was a bit of fun. Um,
1: was it the guy who was like Scottish or whatever?
0: Oh yeah, Charlie. There you go. He yeah. was played by that guy from uh, Train Spotting, right? If I'm not yeah,
1: mistaken. he was also in uh, Alien vs. Predator.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that guy. He seemed like he was up for a good time. I, I, I mean, don't know him too well. Hopefully, he's not. That was too...
1: a good pick, man. I wasn't even thinking about those guys.
0: I was just, I was honestly just trying to think of times that were fun in those movies that weren't yeah. fun because of the action. Um. As much as like, I mean, yeah. Obviously, Jason Momoa would be good to take two uh, jack axes, but... Uh, yeah. Um, Aquaman, mm, you know, maybe not the kind of guy I'd hang around with. No. So now we got Dragon Ball Z to fill out these yeah. uh, wedding parties. Yep. Um,
1: hmm. I said Krillin.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: You pick one of the sands, you're not going to have any food left.
0: Yeah, because
1: they're just gonna inhale it all. Piccolo is so stern and bleh. Yamcha would end up dying somehow. Yeah, I mean <laughs> if you watch the show, like Krillin's actually a fair bit of fun.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Loyal, he's you know competitive, but he's still like a lot of fun. He's pretty grounded as far as the Z Fighters go. Yep. So I I'd pick Krillin.
0: Good pick. I I'm, I'm going Master Roshi. Oh
1: my god, yes.
0: He'd be fun, like with that. He would be a lot of fun. With that group of people, you, you always need the old guy who's been there and he, as he knows how to have a good time at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun question. And uh, might have to make some last minute changes to my wedding party. Um my question and I feel like most of the people listening to this are of the right age and of the right I guess nationality to 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 understand this what was your favorite part of 1990s ytv
1: favorite part Nineteen yeah. nineties YTV. Yeah
0: what sticks out no, the most.
1: Uh, probably SNIT.
0: Yeah. That's that's basically what I said. The zone with uh PJ fresh fill and SNID. Yep. It's between that and uh, video and arcade top ten.
1: Oh my god
0: Nicholas Pickles Nicholas Pickles, yeah. <laughs> Exactly Like I mean a lot of the cartoons And shows You can go back and watch But you can never get That shit back Yeah nice. I, I I basically just wanted To talk about the zone And Snit <laughs> I, nice. I, I I feel like They uh, They deserve Some recognition As far as Jedi dropouts go <laughs> What's next? Where are we going?
1: Uh, If you were to take over hosting duties of The Late Show, which one is who the... would be your band leader?
0: Which one's The Late Show?
1: Just any of those late night oh, okay. shows. If you were to take over for Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, like any of them, if you were to take over one of those shows, who would be the leader of your house band? Hmm. That's a, good one. that's a good one part of me wanted to say Dave Grohl because he's a really good musician and from what I've seen in some interviews he's pretty funny but I ended up landing on Bo Burnham oh Weird Al would also be a very good pick
0: yeah definitely yeah. We're getting a bit of feedback, and I'm not sure why. Oh, wait a second. Maybe not. You still there? Yep. Okay. No, for some reason, I, my audio was coming back at me. and okay. couldn't. I couldn't tell why. Um, hmm. Technical difficulties, but we'll leave them in. Uh, band leader. I feel like all the the big band leaders were drummers too. A lot of them. A lot of them. Not all of them. Um, We've
1: had a few piano players, a few guitarists, but yeah. like, um, like Max Weinberg.
0: Yep. Oh, drummer. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Fred Armisen.
1: He was one,
0: wasn't he? Was he one? I didn't know that.
1: Almost that he was for a little while.
0: Oh, well, shit. Okay. Well, good pick, whoever did that. Um, no, I was just thinking of someone who could handle, um, like, top-notch musicianship and some comedy back and forth as well, and I mean, Fred Armisen, even though he's a comedian first, is an insanely good drummer. Um. Not sure who else. I, yeah, I, I think Fred ermson Even if yeah,
1: he's he's the band leader for the Seth Meyers show.
0: Oh, well, shit. Okay. Well. uh Okay. Well, that that means I'm gonna have to come up with somebody else. Um. Uh... But I don't have any other answers. I have no idea, <laughs> um, because Questlove is already such a big one, and Questlove is like one of my favorites ever. Uh, yeah. Hmm. For hilarity's sake, I'm gonna say of Flav, because I know he mm. uh-huh. he's an insanely good drummer, and like he he is actually a really talented musician. But he's such a ridiculous character. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Flav of Flav would be my, my band leader
1: That is insane
0: Yeah, it's nuts I mean, you'd get your views People would watch Oh god <laughs> Okay um, Oh, it's mine again Okay, so we spend a lot of time talking about superheroes A lot of Marvel, a lot of DC Yep Who do you think is the greatest Non-Marvel or DC superhero?
1: Raises non Marvel or DC. Yeah. Uh. Kind of want
0: to say Spawn. Oh, good pick. Yeah. If for no other reason than launching the career of Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm sort of stuck between Hellboy and The Tick.
1: Very good choices.
0: I'd probably lean Hellboy uh, just because I think Hellboy's uh, characters, character design and the stories and like his whole background mythology is really, really good yeah um, but I, I love The Tick, The Tick's hilarious so if you're going for funny or if you're going for serious one of the two nice and I guess we should, so pro- we should probably mention the Ninja Turtles too I guess <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say the Ninja Turtles, but you said superhero. Yeah. And yeah. that was kind of singular, and I was like, uh... Like, my first instinct went to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but then I was like, no, because then I'd have to get into debating, like, which one.
0: But, yes, and none of them, none of them are really great on their own.
1: They're, like, they're all good, but yeah. as a team, they're great.
0: Yeah, Exactly. The dynamics between them is what makes the Ninja Turtles interesting.
1: Exactly. Like, they're all pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. And, like, while I do have my favorite Ninja Turtle, I don't know if I'd be able to say that they're the greatest superhero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Special shout-out to Kickass.
1: Yes.
0: Dave Lazuski. Um... Question number 25. We're, we're getting yep. through them. We are getting through them.
1: Okay, so... One of these characters is coming after you, and the other one is protecting you from said character. Okay. Who would you rather protect you from the other? Batman or Iron Man?
0: Hmm... I would rather have Batman protect me from Iron Man. Yeah.
1: That's the same thing I said.
0: Like, Batman definitely could easily fuck up Tony's suit, and you fuck up Tony's suit, and he's. That's it. Down for the count.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had to think.
1: That one. Like, Iron Man seems so fantastic, but. Like, like you said, without the suit. Like, you take both these guys' gadgets away and everything like that. Like, yes, they're both billionaires. They're both geniuses. But, you take them both out of their suit, just put two men in a room... Yeah. Bruce Wayne's the only one walking out of that room.
0: Oh, yeah. But, like, even as far as their suit goes, like, who has the... uh, I guess the easiest Achilles heel. I mean... A well-aimed batarang could take out that suit in seconds.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Good question, but uh, I, I feel like we're. Easy to answer. Yeah, I feel like I feel like once you once you come up once you think of uh, that angle, like it's hard to really argue for Iron Man in that one.
1: Yep.
0: Now, if you're talking Tony Stark in suit versus just Bruce Wayne, maybe but still maybe
1: yeah but like still like if he's going to be able to like take it suit with a battering like i'm sure he could do something with some loose debris or even a rock <laughs> on the ground or something
0: true true all the iron man fans are are raging
1: let them rage <laughs> And that's not even me being, like, one of those uber Batman fanboys who's like, Batman always wins. (laughs) No. No, Batman doesn't always win. No. There are lots of people who can beat Batman, but in this particular situation, I would choose Batman over Iron Man.
0: Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Moving on to my next one here. What established franchise would you like to see turned into a quality video game and what genre of game? Mm. I'm going to quickly answer this one and say fighting games are what I play most of the time and like there are a lot of great fighting franchises but I'd like to see more in the way of Injustice where it's a great franchise turned into a great fighting game and, um, like, obviously a Marvel one would be fucking great, but, uh, I'd also like to see Blizzard try a fighting game and take all, like, the Diablo and Warcraft and Overwatch characters and put them into, like, a really well-designed fighting game. Because yeah. whatever Blizzard tries their hand at, whatever genre of game they try, they fucking do an excellent job with. Like, basically all of their games are considered one of the best of that genre. And from what I've played, I can't really argue. So, yeah. That's. You got anything?
1: My mo- the, the first place my mind went to was The Simpsons.
0: The Simpsons. <laughs> what kind of game?
1: Um fighting game, actually.
0: Oh, yeah? That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. um, it, One thing that would be uh, kind of interesting is a mashup of different horror movie villains.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And kind of like a Kingdom Hearts type thing where like you're going from world to world and like running into different people so like you could have it so like for like the first level of the game you're trying to get past um even do maybe like an Arkham Night Arkham City you know Arkham Asylum type game where it's like big sandbox thing, and you're running around, and like for one part of the game, one part of the story, or one part of the map, or whatever, you're trying to get away from Jason. Another one is Michael Myers. Another one is Chucky. There's dream sequences with Freddy, kind of like uh, the you know trippy shit that you had to deal with with Scarecrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I'm going to say a sandbox-type game featuring, like, like the main staples of horror movies.
0: Yeah, I'm down for that.
1: Yeah. And, like, one of the characters you run into that gives you a hand and helps you out is Ash.
0: Nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, also going to throw this out there, and you're probably going to slap yourself for not thinking of it. Why doesn't Marvel just do a Daredevil-style Arkham game? Maybe.
1: Yeah, that would have been very, very good to have.
0: Yeah. I I, I didn't come up with that idea. I saw that, like, suggested in a comment, like, years ago. Just an Arkham-style game that is Daredevil, and I've kind of... Well, I
1: think that would just play really similar to the DLC missions for the Arkham games where you play as Nightwing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that would, yeah, good point.
1: Because Daredevil's weapons are basically the same as uh, Nightwing's Skirm Sticks, and their movement is very similar, their style of fighting is very similar, so I think yeah. that's a good reason why that wouldn't pan out.
0: Yeah, good point. Anyway, we got four questions left. My
1: second last question. Yep. If you had to choose one or the other, would you sacrifice both of your legs for the abilities of Saiyan? Mm hmm. Or would you sacrifice both of your arms for the abilities of a Kryptonian? Hmm.
0: Hmm. That's tough.
1: I I even without sacrificing body parts, I would choose Saiyan anyway. Yeah. But I I wound up saying Saiyan for this.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm leaning. Because I don't know the idea of not having arms. uh, Not
1: having arms sucks And people are like yeah but legs Because you know you need to move around But both of these races can fly
0: Yeah Good point So you're able
1: to get around without legs
0: Yeah that's true Plus like You can just sort of hover The
1: first thing I thought of was eating Yeah And it's a lot easier to eat with arms
0: Yeah (laughs) That's a good point yeah, I think I yeah. No, now that I'm thinking about the fact that you can fly, I mean, if you lose your legs, you can and and you have the ability to fly, you could just sort of hover at your like previous height. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm siding with you there.
1: What do you got for your second last question?
0: Um. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the greatest entrance in the history of professional wrestling? Which is
1: Are we talking like their consistent entrance or are we talking about like this wrestler came out at this time oh, during this event?
0: Okay, no, I'm go- I'm going consistent. We're not we're not talking like uh the skyline or the uh the beer truck monster truck sort of thing. Um uh, No, consistent uh, entrance music combined with the uh, whatever shtick they have entering. Um,
1: This is a really tough question.
0: I know, there's a couple big ones that are really, really hard to side between. Uh, I'm just going to go with my favorite wrestler of all time, uh, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid.
1: Yeah, that was one that was up there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there are maybe a couple that are probably better entrances, but that music combined with his uh, entrance attire—like he's got like the flashy kind of uh, armor on—and then the 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 mid-ring pose and everything—that yeah, one, that's like the pinnacle of wrestling entrances for me.
1: gotta give it up to The Rock.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, Stone Cold was also a contender here. Yep. And Goldberg. Undertaker. And The Undertaker. Undertaker. And Kane. Yep. But The Rock, like, fuck John Cena, first of all. Um, but, how many times, as a kid, were you watching, like, Smackdown, and someone would be in the ring giving a speech to get cut off by "if you smell like yeah," <laughs> and every time you'd hear that, you'd jump out of your fucking chair with excitement.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Chris Jericho was a good one too. Uh,
0: I'm also going to throw uh, Ric Flair in there. Yep. With that classic music and the the robe, uh, he's his whole thing.
1: Hulk Hogan, too, but still, like, The Rock was just it. Like, there's so many times where, like, it'd be like, who's the mystery opponent for this person gonna be? And then the music, like, (laughs) The Rock's theme starts, and you're just, like, goosebumps.
0: Yep. Uh, actually, I I gotta throw in a couple more here. Uh, D-Generation X and the New Age Outlaws. Yep. And, uh, Gotta go classic Ultimate Warrior Just Just running headfirst Into the ring
1: Yeah Another good one Mick fucking Foley Oh
0: shit Yeah
1: That car crash Yep And all of a sudden You see like Mankind limbering out <clears throat>
0: There's There's some good ones
1: Oh my god
0: This is Yeah. This is a topic We might need to go deeper in Yeah Yeah
1: we definitely should.
0: Okay, what's your what's your last question?
1: Okay. You're trapped in a school bus that is broke down on the side of the road. Okay. Outside of said school bus is either Jason Voorhees with 10 bears or Michael Myers with 15 wolves. Which would you rather take your chances trying to get away from?
0: Hmm. Well, <laughs> seems like you're fucked either way. Um,
1: yeah, basically.
0: Oh boy. Um. We you, you said Jason and ten bears or Michael yep. Myers and 15 wolves yep oh uh, Jesus um I'm gonna be realistic here and say I'm dying either way
1: oh yeah like
0: yeah so
1: I, at this point I'm just measuring how far away from the boss I would get in inches
0: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna say Michael Myers and the wolves to give myself a quicker death I feel like the wolves would be quicker no you know what yeah I I think I think Jason because I think Jason would just be in the bus like kn- knowing Friday the 13th logic he'd he'd be outside the bus and then he'd be in the bus and then you'd be dead <laughs>
1: yeah you'd turn around to look at a bear and then you turn around and Jason would just yeah. be in the
0: bus and then you'd have no head. Yeah, um, yeah, that seems like the the quicker. Um, let's just get let's just get to business here, Death. Because
1: the way I pictured it is, I'd be able to get further from bears than wolves because I I don't know the statistics here, but in my head, wolves are faster than bears. But I saw me like getting further away from the bus running from the bears and then Jason just like throwing something that impales me with yeah. like bullseye accuracy.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Because Jason has thrown things more than Michael has.
0: Yeah, that's true. He's, he's got better range. Yeah. His range detection Which kind
1: of makes up <laughs> for the bears being slower than the wolves.
0: Plus 5 ranged attack. Um,
1: Exactly.
0: want to move into question number 30. We actually made it through all this.
1: Let's give her. Uh,
0: Now, a lot of people don't like movie remakes at all. And uh, I feel like, again, we're more forgiving of that. Like, there are remakes I like. There are remakes you like. Yep. What is a a movie... That you actually want to see remade. What do you want to see redone?
1: A movie I would like to see remade or redone.
0: That isn't already. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to think of one I that's out that I like. But thinking of something you want to see remade. That is a good enough premise that you would actually watch it. But wasn't done well enough that you actually like it that much. It's very specific. Um, I'm gonna go ahead with mine. League yep. of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
1: Nice.
0: Because they fucked that up so so much. Like that comic is one of my all-time favorites. I love League of Extraordinary Gentlemen to the point where it's probably my favorite Alan Moore comic even more so than Watchmen um and that movie is just a fucking hot pile of garbage like (laughs) it is so bad they did nothing that I like about it and I watched it once and I really don't know if I'm ever gonna go back to it yeah and I mean it's the time to do it it's the golden superhero movie era. Hmm.
1: This is a tough one. Like, part of me wants to say Fantastic Four, but we've (laughs) tried that twice and swapped both times. Which one?
0: Which? Both. Yeah, we'll just... Yeah, I don't know.
1: We have, we have three Fantastic Four movies, and all of them are garbage.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Hmm. Uh... I'm just thinking about the movies that I like that haven't been done yet, and I'm drawing blanks.
0: I know they've done... I s- want to say
1: RoboCop, Cop, but then they've done that... They've redone Dread. They've done... Like, they're still doing Rocky movies. They're still doing Chucky movies. Yeah. They've done Halloween, Nightmare, Friday, 13th. Most of my favorite film franchises have already been rebooted.
0: Oh, shit. What about... uh? Anything else in the line of horror, maybe?
1: I'm kind of thinking maybe Hellraiser. Ooh, yeah. We did get a Hellraiser movie a couple of years ago, and it was the only one that didn't have Doug Bradley as Pinhead, and it wasn't great.
0: Yeah. But, like... So...
1: I... I think that's what I would go with. I think I'd go with a new Hellraiser because like you watch the first Hellraiser, like it's creepy as shit. Oh, but yeah. the practical effects in it are a bit dated. Yeah, that's true. Like the person with no skin and the person getting ripped in all directions by all those chains and hooks. Yep like the effects are a bit dated as much as I enjoy the movies so I think I would like to see a new like pretty good budget Hellraiser movie
0: yeah that's a good pick
1: yeah that's what I'm gonna go with
0: nice and with that we have answered the 30 questions it was a it was a long trek, but we made it. Yep. Um, and I guess pretty that, interesting. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I like I like switching up a bit and doing something like this every now and then.
1: Keep it fresh.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess with that, that'll be uh, uh, that'll be a wrap on today's episode. Yes, sir. Uh, plug a few things before we say goodbye here um uh, some of you may have listened to the first episode of the new jedi Drop—it's spin-off final form uh, yeah
1: i actually listened to it uh, a couple nights ago at work
0: oh yeah yeah thoughts and if they're negative maybe save it, was it. good so, i enjoyed it yeah good uh If you haven't heard it yet, it's myself and Mitchell Clark talking anime and manga, and that is the whole thing. The first episode, we just kind of did a general overview, and then from here on out, it looks like every episode is going to be talking about a new series or a movie, like just very focused on one specific thing. And... The selling point is basically That Mitchell has watched most of this And I have watched almost none of this And uh I'm I'm neck deep in anime right now So it's uh It's getting pretty interesting
1: (laughs) So basically you're being taught a masterclass On anime By a friend of ours
0: Yeah And uh We're recording it (laughs) That's basically what it is Yeah it's uh, it's kind of like the Karate Kid, except um, <laughs> a lot geekier and a lot sweatier. <laughs> if that's even possible. Um, and uh, something else I'm gonna plug here, cause maybe by the time this is out, but like it, within the next week or so of the release of this episode. I'm going to start doing these uh, short snippets and highlights of episodes on YouTube. So if you know someone who you think would enjoy our humor, but don't really have a couple hours to sit down and listen to the whole episode, these are sort of like tasters, like little samplers, um, highlights, funnier sections of our episodes, five to ten minutes long. And you can just send them the link on YouTube and they can enjoy a few chuckles and if they like it they can go check out the real thing want to want to bring people in yep and that's the that's the whole idea just to to widen our audience um i think i think that's it um
1: um for anyone who's a fan of video games yes both playing or watching um we do have the Cornerbrook Twitch community group on Facebook. Um that even if you're not in the Cornerbrook area, feel free to join. Uh we have a handful of people who stream fairly regularly who are members and they post links to their channels on Twitch and they will sometimes announce when they're getting ready to stream. Um, so yeah, if you yourself are interested in streaming yourself playing video games, you can join and post links and hopefully gain a few followers, or if you're just interested in seeing if anyone in the group is playing something you'd like to watch. Join the group. I'll accept you as long as you're not being a dick to other members of the group, and yeah. Yeah. Maybe you'll find something to watch to pass some time.
0: Mhm. And uh anyone who breaks the rules and is being an asshole to other members of the group are brought out to the center of the of, of the town and flogged publicly. Um Yep. You know, the the general the general rules like like most Facebook groups um, yep. <laughs> um and i guess um, the last thing to touch on is our next episode episode 32 of jedi dropouts is actually our one- year anniversary Woo! like it's i mean it's slightly under the one- year anniversary but uh yeah pretty a year ago even at this time we were working on this podcast for and that's pretty fucking they cool. They don't
1: grow up so fast.
0: <laughs> they don't grow up at all. Um, no. No, and that's 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 the fun of it. If we grew up, y- you guys wouldn't enjoy this. I mean, you might not enjoy it now, but you would enjoy it even less. Um. And I won't go into what exactly we're doing in the anniversary episode. And as actually, because James, I haven't even told you the outline for this episode yet, so you'll you'll have to tune in and see. And that, that includes you, James. I'm not going to tell you. you got to tune in and listen to the episode to find out what we're doing. All right. And uh, as always, you can check out episodes of Jedi Dropouts or now Final Form or any other of the spinoff uh, podcasts over at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com over on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, all those places. And uh, I'm going to put out a quick call here. Uh, If you own an Apple device, or if you know somebody who owns an Apple device, go leave us a review. Because apparently iTunes reviews do a lot with um, raising awareness of a podcast. And the more reviews you get on iTunes, the more easy it is to find the podcast. So if you can, go leave us a review. It helps a lot. And uh thanks for dropping by
1: and something something drop out
0: later peace